Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on X at NobleG underscore FF. And my partner in crime for the, well, you may have heard of Nick at Night. And tonight it is Noble and Nick at Night, <laughs> Mr. Nick James. And you can find him on X at Iowa in the NFL. Hello, hello. Exciting. We have finally made it to the end of our mock draft. So we have the final. Nick, give him the numbers. Oh, this is players number 97 through player 120. The equivalent of a 12-team Superflex. Top 10 positions, your starters, your top 120. We are finishing the top 120. Looking forward to 2024. Superflex on tight end premium. Yeah, so if you've been following along with this mock draft, we have done four prior episodes. Is this our fifth? The math checks out. Thank you. Because you know my math is math. <laughs> That's what Nick's for. <laughs> so yeah, fifth episode. And you know, this one's kind of tough because these are the deep dives. These are the players that right now you've got a lot of recency bias. Some guys are having really good games right now, but they're getting up there in age. So the question is how many years left? Are you willing to take a risk on your dynasty? Because we are talking dynasty here. Is this a guy you want for one year or are you going to dip in and try to do a dart throw with a younger player? So it'll be interesting to listen to conversation between Nick and myself and reasoning behind our picks. Yeah, listen to Noble get smoked. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm actually holding my own right now. This week, thank you, Amon Ra, Laporta, and Evans. So I did move down to fifth overall, but I, I made the cut. Yep. And today I calculated I have made 13 out of my 21 leagues. I've made the playoffs. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So I hope you are all doing well in your various fantasy football leagues. But of my 91 leagues, I have made the playoffs in 85 of them. Okay, you know what? Nobody likes a bragger. <laughs> Keeper League, and that was a tight matchup, and I was like, I woke up yesterday, I'm like, I won! That was good. <laughs> Two weeks ago, the number one through number 16, all were seven and four. Oh, Every even... single, all the playoff teams were the same record, oh so it was just gosh. whatever happened the last two weeks determined the order, and then there was one guy that was really close to getting in. Well, I was in fifth and sixth place with my boss, and if I won, then I was going to be maybe a spot higher, and as long, if I lost, I just didn't, I had to not get beat by 50 points by the seventh place team, which I didn't anyways, so still make the playoffs, but yeah, I was up with like three minutes left, and then all of a sudden, Will Levis turned into Billy Jeans, and he was not your lover. <laughs> him and Hopkins, and then Henry, you had them both running against me, so oh, yeah. Luckily, I had Waddle, who decided uh, to do absolutely nothing those last three minutes to prevent you from whooping me. Well, 
I do I'm I do apologize for that, but I woke <laughs> up in a glory and I was, you know, it's always I mean, I love you, but it's always fun to win our matchups because I'm like, mm. and you know, you have to think like, oh, look at my young Padawan learning to be a Jedi. Yeah. All your hard work is paying off when you see me win, and especially when when I beat the ultimate dynasty Jedi. Mm, yeah, yeah. Taking me down the Keeper League, mm-hmm. the Dynasty Jedi. <laughs> the Dynasty Jedi. Uh, we're pretty close in a couple other leagues, too. We're like one and two, mm-hmm. or right up there, one and three. So these playoffs should be interesting if it comes down to you and I. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, when it comes down to you and I and who gets to pick first, it's always noble. That is true, because I am the I'm the Dynasty Jedi now. No, <laughs> no I'm just the queen. The Padawan becomes the master. <laughs> I'm just the queen. For pick a numero uno in this mock draft, I actually went with the quarterback who's been kind of tried and true for me through my Scott Fishbowl season and in several other leagues this year, and that is Mr. Sam Howell. So I went ahead and chose Sam. He's had some ups and downs, but he's he's pulled through for me in a, in a lot of these leagues, so I really can't complain. He's a guy that I am willing at this point to take and feel okay about. If you're maybe waiting on quarterbacks, I think he's a pretty good pick to pick up late if you're trying to stack other positions. Uh, He's a guy I definitely want on my bench that I can feel fairly confident plugging in and getting a decent amount of fantasy points when I need him. And we're looking forward to next year. He's young. He's still on his rookie deal. He didn't get paid the draft capital that we would have might have thought pre-NFL draft, but he's staved off Brissett, where I really thought he would eventually lose his job this year to Brissett, and it hasn't happened. As a matter of fact, he's one of the passing yards leaders in the NFL. Granted, they're losing so throwing a lot but I mean he's got decent weapons and he'll probably be back next year and if Brissett couldn't take his job this year you'd have to think he gets another chance next year because it hasn't been super bad maybe he can be protected a little better I think he probably should have gone before this last 24 this was one where I was like yeah we should have picked him yeah I'm actually a little surprised and in each week we have certain recency bias and things change so much right now and we're trying to do this as if we were looking in the future but mm-hmm. I looked and I'm like, how is Sam Howell still sitting here? And absolutely, I'm taking him in the first pick. Yep. Um, I also have a tremendous amount of Curtis Samuel, as you pointed out in a prior show. Mm-hmm. He is my most owned <laughs> player in all of my fantasy leagues. <laughs> so the Sam Howell Curtis Samuel stack sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then hopefully it'll eventually be Dotson. And then, you know, occasionally enough for McLaurin. And these are good wide receivers to have. Uh, And this is looking forward to next year. It's not like he's old. It's, I don't know, probably going to get better, if not as good. And we're already taking worse quarterbacks, probably. So Nice. Here with the second pick, I picked Christian Watson. And last draft, we picked Jaden Reed Mm. and still haven't picked Watson. Watson was clearly going way, well, he was worth two Jaden Reeds in the offseason. And now Jaden Reed goes ahead of Watson. Well, Watson hurt again, but we're looking forward to next year. And right before he got hurt, he put up a 20-some point week. Love looks good. It looks like this is probably your quarterback for the next several years for the Packers. And Watson's, a, you know, their draft pick uh, at wide receiver. So maybe he ends up not being as good as Reed, but I still think that's worth taking in the top 120, especially when you're taking out the rookies for next year. Christian Watson probably could have got picked a little sooner. I like him here as the second one in this draft. So... 
Christian Watson, I think, is going to go on my do not draft list. Too hurt. He is just an incredibly frustrating player to have on your fantasy team because he has so much potential, but he's always hurt mm-hmm. through no fault of his own obviously the guy is just made of glass certain players in the nfl have had that where you're probably gonna have to take christian watson because let's face it christian watson's gonna go way before this this is like ridiculous to get him down here if you can get him down here then it's kind of a no-brainer you might as well just stash him he's probably gonna be on your ir not even taking up a spot on your bench most of the <laughs> season but are you willing to take the risk on him where he's likely gonna go is the question and I just don't know that I I would. I think he'd have to be such an incredible deal for me in in a position like this. So yeah, it's a no-brainer here, but I don't know. He just scares me. I need to see him put together more than like two games in a row, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Other players who you could select have question marks in what's going to be happening around them. Where Watson, you know you have love and it's probably not going to be bad and you're probably going to be one of his preferred options and you're going to like love so it's just he's probably going to be in a good offense with a quarterback I like next year so that automatically gets him something that several of these other guys won't necessarily have or there's big question marks for who is going to be throwing them the ball at wide receiver all right well Mr. Made of Glass Watson he goes number two here and back to me and I uh, I ended up going uh, youth over age here and I went with Quentin Johnston now had this part of the draft happened even as much as a couple weeks ago I probably wouldn't have picked him at all (laughs) in this part of the draft but he's kind of come on as of late now Herbert just had the finger injury so he lost a quarterback this year but Herbert should be back by the start of next Mm -hmm. year so we're looking forward we're kind of ignoring the Easton Sticks situation (laughs) Um, but you know I like him I like that he's sort of dabbling into usage I mean he was most droppable at the beginning of the season in a, in a redraft format. You're not going to probably drop him in a dynasty format, but I had him in a couple redraft formats and I'm like, oh my God, I can't with this guy. And mm-hmm. then lately I'm like, wait a minute, what is this guy doing? Like all of a sudden he's putting up fantasy relevance. So I, I feel like they've sort of slowly built him into the game and he's showing <laughs> some potential and I'm willing to take the start throw here on Quentin Johnston. He's got a great quarterback. So, you know, you're always wanting to go wide receivers with great quarterbacks. Somehow Keenan Allen is still there producing, but literally everything else has been damaged. Mike Williams gone for the season. Josh Palmer has been on IR, who's about to come back just in time for the new sticky quarterback situation. <laughs> that should be interesting. <laughs> Hope he's not a real stick in the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Quentin Johnston has had some egregious drops. It looks like it's he's scary for me for next year, but this is someone you were taking in the late first this year you know it doesn't always happen immediately at wide receiver maybe he's someone who takes a little while kind of like Christian Watson where it's like he's not even coming from division one football he's learning football at a pro level and maybe developing a little slower even though he has all the uh, all the tangibles I don't hate Quentin Johnston here but I don't know where exactly I want to take him well so I took him for you his wide receiver is (laughs) going to be older next year we're thinking next year it's definitely Herbert we're not even thinking about stick within a couple months as long as he doesn't think about 
about how like you took Sky Moore in the late first, and then now what he's worth, he's <laughs> not even close to being drafted here. He's dancing that line where it's like either it gets better or you fall to that kind of value, which wouldn't be drafted. So he's just teetering that line, but he definitely could be higher if things go better in the off season, I guess, because it's not even like he's going to build rapport with Herbert. Yeah, keep just keep progressing. Josh Palmer's about to come back, and if he comes back and then you know outplays Quentin Johnston, that could be even worse for his outlook to next season. But no, I mean, how often do you get to pick at at pick 99? You're picking a first round wide receiver from this year's NFL draft. Yeah, and this is a good place, I think, to start taking some of those chances where it's a gamble. You know, you got to bet big to win big. So I could look brilliant or I could look like an idiot. And right here, I'm okay gambling. Mm-hmm. I don't want to gamble all of my players. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when we're talking players 90s and up everything's a gamble or else they probably would have gone higher True. so it's just what's your favorite flavor of poison with my pick i chose the poison of age because <laughs> cup is going to be went from old to antique probably by next year but snap it off like multiple weeks in a row over 15 it's like man am i gonna take like where quentin johnston could fall off to like sky more value cup could fall to nothing because he just retires in the off season or something but will Quentin Johnson ever be worth as much as Cup is like this week, for example? At any point, there's the percent chance of eventually becoming that is kind of small. Cup would be one year of what you hope Quentin Johnston would eventually be. It feels gross. And the reason why he's going here is because we both keep avoiding him and avoiding him and avoiding him. <laughs> and eventually, somebody just has to take him. And I was the one who did it, Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's another one I've been staying away from for obvious reasons. You stay away from these guys and then you see him blow up on other people's rosters and you're upset you stayed away from those guys, you know? <laughs> That's the way it I goes. I changed my mind. I know. I like golf now. Can I go back? Because I think I want to take him. Because you're beating me with him. <laughs> so, and I, I do like to mix in. I mean, I actually am the one who I feel like I preach more about don't get too obsessed and overlook the age and the talent and the proven players because you put yourself in a bind where you have few plug and play, you know, that you know those guys are going to go out and make those big games. You're, you got too many gambles and not enough of those plug and play cup type of players. So I like it. My cup runneth over. Mm-hmm. Cup. Time runneth out. (laughs) Not yet. You better hope not because you just picked them. (laughs) So back to me. And, you know, I love a good tight end. So I got a little crazy with tight ends in in this part of the draft. But I do love to stash some tight ends. I am the queen of going in and just taking all of the tight ends. And I'm like, one of these has to Just grabbing all of them. I just grab them all. All those tight ends. All the tight ends. All the tight ends. (laughs) And I went with Mr. Three Touchdown this past week, Evan Engram. It's super funny because everybody was dying for Engram. He's been doing great this this season, but he didn't have the touchdown. And everybody's like, I just need Engram to get touchdowns. And then I think in the last two weeks, he had like crazy touchdowns. This, This last week, he had three. He's a favorite target of his quarterback. And he's used. And he's 31. Nope, he's 29. Correct. He's 29. 
29. There you go. You know, which is like tight end prime range. You know, your tight ends actually prime a little later than your wide receivers and, of course, your running back. So he's loving life right now. He's doing great on Jacksonville. Trevor loves him. He uses him a lot. And I want him. I want to grab that tight end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when Andrews went down, I went and traded for two tight ends specifically. But I got some of a couple others. But three of them that I was acquiring are in this draft. One of them being this pick. Uh, When Christian Kirk goes down, you might think, hey, here it comes. Here comes Ridley. This is going to be the Ridley we were hoping it would be. And turns out it's it's Evan Ingram instead. Old faithful. Yep. Especially if it in like a tight end premium league because of the volume of catches and still the same propensity for a touchdown, you got to like Evan Ingram. I, I love this pick here. Suddenly he has hands, unlike he did when he was a giant. <laughs> Which is awfully ironic. So yeah, <laughs> he looks like tight end five on the season right now. Pretty good. Yeah. So I, I'm listening and getting him here, I don't think this would have happened. I think Evan Ingram probably would have gone higher. Don't you? There's no way. You get into that late tight end range and it becomes, do I want the late tight end or do I want the guy 10 picks later who's almost the same thing? He's going to be teetering on that line, which is saying a lot. I mean, like from being from the depth of the other tight end group that you want but aren't like super excited about to being right on that line of being one of the tight ends you want super excited about. So him and my next pick here are both kind of rising. Yeah, you grabbed a tight end too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's like, I got nothing. I need a minute. Trey McBride has been targeted a ridiculous amount, especially with Kyler here now. It's still been good. However you're doing in the fantasy playoffs, if you have Trey McBride rolling, you have a chance at one of the best, if not the best tight end in a given week right now, how it's working. His value was kind of, all right, his value was dampened at the beginning of the season because Ertz. Ertz actually came out and was doing better than McBride, but then Ertz went down. So it's like, well, when Ertz comes back, it might not be the same, but McBride's nice now. And then they cut Ertz. So now it's just McBride and McBride going forward and we're thinking about next year. So Evan Ingram and Trey McBride are both players who are going to be the next tight ends that you like at the top, even if it isn't necessarily next year. Maybe maybe it is next year, but I like the pick here. Especially towards the back end of the 120. You're grabbing one of the good tight ends, one of the best tight ends that are left. We've already taken the top five or six that we know we love. Not a bridesmaid, but a bride. Mm -hmm. I I love this pick. I actually, yep. I actually went between Engram and McBride because mm-hmm. I really wouldn't have been disappointed with either. But I just mm-hmm. was like, I can't. Coming off that three touchdown game, I'm like, I'm gonna go Engram first, and maybe McBride will fall to me. So I, I didn't know. I was kind of crossing my fingers, but you got him, which I think was the mm-hmm. right pick there. I figured I was grabbing your tight end. Oh well, <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> touch that, but <laughs> you did. <laughs> So back to me and uh, next pick, I went with another rookie and that was Josh Downs. So Indianapolis, they lost Anthony Richardson. They've been rolling with Gardner Minshew. I do feel like Josh Downs had a good rapport with Anthony Richardson. He was getting a little more action maybe towards the beginning of the season, but it's really an interesting roster of players. Michael Pittman's been blowing up, which I don't 
don't think I have a single share of. I don't know why. I just tend to bypass him and I regret it. They have 9,000 tight ends. So they roll with like 100 tight ends and then they have Alec Pierce. So who's a wide receiver over there. So Josh Downs, I think is listed as the wide receiver three, but I don't know that Alec Pierce is much competition for Josh Downs. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like by default, there's got to be more than one wide receiver. Yes, Michael Pittman is a vacuum. He gets a lot of receptions, but there's got to be a number two besides the 975 tight ends. And so I just feel like he's kind of one of those positional players that eventually, I think when they get Anthony Richardson back, I think they're they're going to have a good rapport. So I'm, I'm looking to the future. Um, this is obviously next year. And I don't know. I, I like Josh Downs. I think he'll be a, a decent wide receiver over there. I'm Downs with that. <laughs> Alec Pierce is definitely the third most valuable wide receiver on that team. Even though Downs plays the slot, the wide receiver three. He's the second most valuable fantasy asset at wide receiver, obviously behind Pittman. But yeah, it hasn't been as good this last couple weeks, like spreading the ball around a lot. And then we're thinking next year with Anthony Richardson. And I'm not sure he's going to be like a solved passer by next year. So if you're going to take one of the young guys, this is one of the last like second rounders, maybe early third sometimes in Josh Downs. And he's been doing well. So I, I don't hate the pick at all. It definitely could be better next year, especially in PPR formats like we are, are in right now. Well, thank you. <laughs> and who did you pick? I went ahead and continued to roll with the same used car. <laughs> oh, God. Derek Carr dinged up repeatedly and keeps coming back. It's like it's like Rocky Balboa. You just can't trade him in. <laughs> mm-hmm. He gets knocked down. He gets back up again. You're never going to keep him down. I get knocked down and I get up again. <laughs> Never gonna keep me down. You were trying to get me to do that, and you got it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like you were baiting me, and I'm like, okay, Nick, I got mm. you. <laughs> he's still paid in a way that would make you think he's gonna be the starter for them next year. So this is the back end of the 120, and this is a super flex format. I'm trying to get some of the last quarterbacks who are gonna be starting next year, and I'd imagine Derek Carr is one of them. Hong Kong. Well, Juliet found her Romeo, and I went with Romeo Dobbs. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Mm-hmm. I like Dobbs a lot, actually. I think that Jaden Reed is, when when Christian Watson is not on the field, which is quite often, Jaden Reed is a favorite target, but I think Romeo gets a whole lot of looks. So week to week, I don't really know. It's splitting hairs there. Dobbs shows a lot of talent and potential, and I think he's got good rapport with Love. I think both, Jay, I think all three of them have great rapport with love. Um, I've been pretty happy with love. Uh, I've been in love with love. There's a lot of love there. <laughs> so yeah, I think he's a super solid receiver right here. Uh, continuing with the theme of if you love love, then you gotta love Dubs. Dobbs. Uh, yeah, Romeo Dobbs, definitely more valuable now than Joshua Dobbs. Who's Joshua Dobbs? Josh Dobbs. Oh! <laughs> I was like, I don't use, I just hear him as Dobbs all the time. You threw me off with his first name. Oh my God. Cut that out. 
<laughs> Sorry, it's getting late. I had a brain fart. I apologize. Yes. Well, you know what? I can forget about Dobbs because he doesn't have a job right now. He lost his yeah. job. See how quickly we forgot. <laughs> his job changed. He's now assistant to the local branch manager or whatever it is from the office. Romeo Dobbs, I think, I mean, like even Dontavian Wicks has been getting a little bit of buzz recently. Yeah. So whoever loves wide receivers are like, hey, probably Dobbs when Christian Watson is hurt, which, you know, you emphasize that you think is going to happen frequently. He's going to be hurt quite a bit. It's probably going to be Dobbs. I don't know. They've addressed the wide receiver position repeatedly in the last yeah. few years. I'd be surprised if they go and draft another one, maybe. I mean, it seems like they got it right now, but... They've got that Heath kid, too. Malik Heath? Yeah. He's made a couple of appearances when while Christian Watson's been out, and he's made some big plays. I think he might have even had a touchdown in a game or something. I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> they pulled him in from the crowd. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He went from making candy bars to playing NFL games. Yeah. Nice. Heath. That is sweet. <laughs> Literally. Sweet. Heath Crunch or Heath Bar. Heath Bars are really good. Underrated candy bars. <laughs> Maybe he's an underrated wide receiver. Hmm. Well, underrated quarterback, Matthew Stafford, is who I picked next. <laughs> right into the theme of underrated. <laughs> or overrated. I don't know. I don't know. Like, he, he plays every game and you see him, he's like, ah, he's like his shoulder hurts. Oh, yeah. Eventually, it's going to be where he's just like, it's a wrap. But he's still paid like he's definitely going to play next year. So once again, with the taking the last of the quarterbacks who are going to be starters next year, rather than taking wide receiver threes and fours and RB threes and fours, I'd probably rather have the quarterbacks and super flex, even if I end up trading them. And Matthew Stafford's gone over 20 a couple weeks in a row. He's actually hasn't been doing that bad. He's got uh, your new Amon of this year, Puka. Yeah. You know, and Matthew Stafford is like the quarterback that makes his wide receivers look really good. Like he loves his wide receivers. I mean, he's got Cup. He's got Puka. He made Tutu look like he was, you know, the next coming of Jesus wide receiver out there while (laughs) Cup was out. Mm -hmm. He loves his wide receivers and he Mm -hmm. throws the ball to his wide receivers. I guess that's saying something because he was never able to make Van Jefferson look good. Maybe Van Jefferson just isn't good. Maybe Van Jefferson was just that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Just a thought. Sorry, Van Jefferson, if you're listening. But did he score, outscore Mike Evans this week? More than likely, I scored, outscored Mike Evans this week. So probably. Oh, it's bad, please. Oh, my God. And I picked him. And I picked him. You know why? Because (laughs) I did. He's my next pick. He's a little in the doghouse with me right now. But you know what? It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Coverage was just really good. Mm -hmm. It was a rough week in Scott Fish. But Mike Evans is, I, I say this consistently, he is Mr. Consistent. He is. In in most cases, I'm saying this coming off of the worst week in the season. <laughs> Aside from the one he plays against the defensive player that he they don't get along at all. Is it a Saints guy? Who's the guy that they play? He, he has this rivalry with Lattimore. Lattimore. Evans had a tough corner matchup this, this week, too. It yeah. just happens. Yeah. He almost had a toe drag yes, catch for I a touchdown. Saw that and I was like, no! 
would have been so, it was an amazing play. You probably would have, should have known that Evans wasn't going to have a big game, but he could have had an okay game. There was a couple plays away from just being an okay game. That he was one touchdown away from an okay game. I mean, that mm. touchdown really mm. would have shot up what he did. Yep. But I, aside from that, I mean, all of these players are going to have those games. Amon Ra just had one of those games. He scored basically the same as Evans, and it's super disappointing. But in fantasy football, you're looking for consistency. You want consistency over the span of however many weeks, right? You're not, you might not win every game, but you want to be there in the end because you've consistently won enough. And Mike Evans is going to be that guy. Yes, he's 30. I don't know. You know when everybody's birthdays are going to be. Maybe he's going to be 31 by next year. Yes, he's getting up there in age, but he's a guy I want still. He's a target to the quarterback. He's a favorite and he quietly puts up really good fantasy points every year. Really good yardage and makes plays, gets touchdowns, and he's consistent. How many times can I say that? Mr. Consistency. I'm going to say it one more time. He's super consistent. (laughs) He was a league winner last year because he blew all the way up in the championship game, for example. He has that ceiling within him and he is, yes, you're right, he's just over 30. He'll be just over 31 next year. He's the last couple years, but he's not broken yet. Who knows who his quarterback will be Godwin's still there next to him. They drafted some younger guys like Trey Palmer, who I like. Yeah. He's going to be in your lineup until he retires or until he gets dinged and broken. So, yeah, perfectly fine with uh, you taking Evans here. Yeah, I mean, he's like wide receiver seven or something. Or something. Or something. I think around that. Mm -hmm. Approximately around about. Somewhere in between. (laughs) But Mike Evans, if you're listening, because I know we have, you know, all of these guys Mm -hmm. listen. They're definitely listening. I'm going to need you to make sure that you score a little better Mm -hmm. next week so I don't have to sweat out my playoffs and all that. Mm -hmm. My best spin was when you have all these players who did poorly and then you still advanced, a bunch of teams had all those same players and worse players who didn't advance. So now you're one of the few teams that has those players. So if they're the ones that blow up in the future weeks, you're going to be one of the only teams that has those players now. Look at how smart you are. The other thing is the fact that my average was so high played into all of that, which also saved me. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, Mike Evans has been, I'm going to say it one more time, consistent enough that he helped me get that average, that higher average, which might have saved me this week. Definitely saved me this week. Most deaf. What's your, uh, your next one? I was a little surprised that this Yes and no. I looked at it like, as much as I don't, I, I mean, I haven't even, dra- I wasn't even drafting Chubb this year. And Chubb, obviously, out, may not even be back by week one next year. But if you get that report in the offseason, Nick Chubb, trending towards trying to be ready week one, even if he doesn't end up being, you can get out from under him like right then in the offseason, as soon as those headlines are floating, if you want out on Chubb. And you can get this much or a little bit more out of him. He's already 27, he's going to be 28 next Next year, it's not going to be something where it's a young running back. They have an out in his contract where they could let him go next year, so he could be a free agent, could be on a completely different team next year. I like Jerome Ford, and that's part of the reason why is because if Chubb isn't back at the beginning of the year, it's going to be Jerome Ford initially, or at least how it looks right now. Yeah, as far as Nick Chubb, I was trading him two rebuilds at the deadline. I sold him in several spots. I sold him and Burrow and somebody else to get, like, Lamar and a couple other guys just
interest to teams that were trying to tank these last few weeks to get out from under the injured guys. So he still has some demand in the trade market. So that's most of where my value is here with Chubb. I'm not super optimistic for next year. That was a hard injury on him. And it's a second injury of him already having a similar injury. Yeah, it's me. I hope he comes back because he's a great running back. I hope he he doesn't go out on an injury, but he's able to come back and have some a good season and then, you know, ride off into the sunset. I always like the happy endings. Mm. Maybe he can get some more of those Kobe tissues put in his knee. <laughs> Kobe, I hear they're just handing those out left and right now. <laughs> Maybe he got an ALL. Maybe they're going to put the A. I bet he does. I bet he flipping does. You know what? He's definitely <laughs> Kobe tissue. She did say that. <laughs> She's like, I got Kobe's tendon in my knee or something. I'm like, oh my God, get out of here. <laughs> Anyway, back to me, and you know I love a good tight end. Uh, Nick hates this Mm -hmm. pick for the record. Hear me out. Tight end nine on the season right now. I understand. He's a little frustrating. He's hot and cold. Maybe it's Mr. Joe Flacco throwing to him right now. I picked Njoku here. You know, and it's funny. I don't know why I picked him because I am like not usually the one to pick him. I'm because he frustrates me. I've had him before and I swear he hates me. So if I have him, he never does well. Maybe it's because I don't have him that he's doing well. Could be some recency bias. He just had two touchdowns touchdowns in the the game week 14. Maybe he's got a good rapport with Joe Flacco. My argument to Nick when we were talking about this, because he was like, yeah, I really liked your draft up until Njoku. And I was like, no. (laughs) Listen, at this point, this is going to be a backup tight end on my team. But if he is my primary tight end, then more than likely I picked better wide receivers, or maybe I took a better running back, and I'm okay just rolling with sort of a mediocre tight end. And I feel like he's doing enough to be deemed startable. I, I think he's he's doing okay. He's frustrating, yes, but I think he's I think he's salvageable. He's, tw- he's only 27. He's right there. He's prime, man. He's prime. <laughs> Nick Nick's face is completely like, this reeks. You are trying. You are digging. I hate it, and you're not convincing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Najoku was like the original Kyle Pitts where he was super hyped and then just hasn't been anything for a long time. And then even now, like the week before, it was like you're frustrated with Najoku because it was the other tight end that got the touchdown. But then this week, Najoku gets two touchdowns, one of them even on a broken play. Yeah. How I'm looking at this is that those tight ends, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, are probably all going to be pretty close. If there's no rookies next year and we just have to take the veterans that's all we get to play next year Njoku is probably the next tight end I would take I'm probably trying to wait a little bit longer in a non-tight end premium setting in a tight end premium setting I'm more about it at least past the top 120 because I'm missing out on getting a flex player picking a tight end here or I'm taking the most expensive of the middle at tight end if you judge him by his performance this year and he does that again next year this is a fantastic place to pick him because this is the 11th tight end and he's currently higher than that thank you See, it wasn't as... You just totally proved my point that I could be brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yep, you could be brilliant. The noble touch. This is why we're fantasy besties, because you can make my terrible picks look good. Mm -hmm. I'm a joke, you not. (laughs) But I... Listen, I don't 
mind him. You thought it was a bad pick, but I didn't. That's why I picked him. It's okay. I came back with a worse pick and selected Derek Henry. <laughs> I mean, now, the last couple of weeks, he's a little redeemable, but it's been a tough year. Yep, and he's old. Oh, but so old. it could be one more year on somebody's team because he's a free agent next year as well. This is not even like he's going to be on Tennessee for sure. Like, it'd be the same thing. Who knows? He could just be done. This could be Fournette this year with Henry next year. I think he's just better than that. I think he's good enough that he probably plays one more season. And if you're getting it at pick 100 and almost 20 as your last flex player, and then you're drafting more players after this, obviously, Henry might be an RB1 for another season for another team or the Titans. Who knows? Yeah, when it comes to picking backup running backs or someone who, if they're a starter somewhere, is going to be playable, that's where I'm drawing the line and picking Derrick Henry here. Yeah, I don't know. Derrick Henry's burned me in a few leagues. I mean, I'm glad that he's doing something Mm -hmm. now, but, you know, it's a little late. Yeah, like beating me when you have him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Derrick Henry. I guess I shouldn't say anything bad about him because he just helped me. Great week to show up. Thanks. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) the way it always is though like these guys don't do anything and then usually against the one team I want to beat it's like some rando blows up and I'm like all season and you choose now of course mm-hmm. all right well moving on to me do I want this I don't know I mean at this point I feel like, I like it yeah I do I do feel like it'll be okay but I went Rashawn Johnson here the backfield for the I mean the, just the bears in general <laughs> but the backfield has been rough. They've got Deontay Foreman, I think, is really kind of leading that backfield, which who knows how long he's going to be around for. So somebody's going to have to, the cream's going to have to rise to the top. They have Khalil Herbert. He just came back. And Rashawn Johnson two weeks ago did really well. And then this last week, one touch. Yeah. So it's just a little confusing over there. Yep. I like this pick a lot because I think Rashawn Johnson, I've been saying it during the season in a trade negotiations that I'm not really trying to sell Rashawn Johnson to the rebuild because I think he's just going to be worth more next year. Like, when it's not older Deonta Foreman or Khalil Herbert, who's better as a complimentary back, as long as they don't go and draft or sign someone who's really good at running back, it could be a year later and then Rashawn Johnson kind of breaks out, kind of like Hubbard style. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. not a whole lot, but then they don't really address the issue at running back or, or they sign someone the equivalence of Sanders next to Rashawn, where Rashawn ends up shining and then just getting a bulk of the work. That team is going to give somebody a bulk of the work is what it seems like. I like him as one of the last young ones who could end up being a bell cow-ish next year. These other ones, like, even with injury, they're not necessarily going to be bell cows after this draft ends. So, yeah, I like Rashawn Johnson a lot. I have a ton of him. Sweet. Well, good. I needed to pick him because I'm like, I think it makes sense, but thank you for explaining why it made sense. I couldn't quite vocalize that. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least you didn't pick Alexander Madison. No, um, I learned my lesson on him this year. He was one of my my burns that he was going so high in drafts because people really did think that he was going to take over and just be the RB1. And I guess we're realizing why he wasn't really the RB1 before. But you took him. You took a chance. Take a chance on me. Mm-hmm. Laba action. Hasn't been real healthy this season. It hasn't been really great. Yeah, no. And it could be tied 
Ted Chandler more towards the end of this season. They owe him four mil next year and it's dead four mil. So it's like he's going to have to really suck or they're going to have to get some really good guys where they cut him. So I just, I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the team next year. He's very high risk of a better running back getting signed there. That's going to be the the theme this offseason until the free agents sign and the rookies are all drafted is Madison. Who's replacing Madison? They tried with Cam Akers. They Poor were Cam. desperate. <laughs> Poor Cam. There's still a path where it could be Madison season next year. Mm-hmm. Not super excited, but I think he, if they don't put someone who's a stud there who dominates the work, then he could have enough to be playable in your flex, which is where we're drafting right now. Yeah, bye week fill-in something. Yeah. Or injuries, you know, as the there's been a ton of injuries this year, and as some of the players I'm playing in those positions, it's like, I wish I had a player like Madison, because I feel like there's actual potential there. I might not get it, but mm. at least there's a chance. Yep, just get help. Yeah. Back to me and, uh, you know, with the tight end theme, I grabbed one more tight end. I know I'm getting a little frisky in this draft. Yeah, a little grabby. Lots of tight end (laughs) grabbing in this draft. But I went with, uh, as I referred to him, Friar Tuck, Mr. Friar Muth. I like the heck out of Friar Muth. I really do. I just feel like the Steelers in general are a little gross, but I think Friar Muth has a ton of potential on that team. His use is a little inconsistent, but I I like the heck out of him. Health has been an issue, and he's just now getting back from that, had a really good game, and then not a really great game. I really thought you were going to pick him when you picked Najoku. I almost did. I'll be honest. I should have switched those. I almost did, Mm -hmm. and I think because Najoku so recently had that good game, Mm -hmm. the Noble Touch told me Najoku. Mm -hmm. I trust my gut. Yes, because we're thinking about next year, and all that matters is week 14. Absolutely. (laughs) Welcome to Noble's team. <laughs> but uh, even if you had picked Pat Fryermuth, I wasn't going to give you a pat on the back. I think they're the top of the middle of the pack, which would go slightly after this draft at least. But if you're going to take a tight end, I think you picked the right two. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, so it was crappy, but it wasn't as crappy as it could have been. Yep. <laughs> it could have been worse. You could have picked someone who could be a QB2 for some other QB1 next year in Baker Mayfield. Oh, the candlestick maker. As of right now, my guy is a high-end QB2 right now. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield and you loved him. I remember when I got scolded I for including including Baker Mayfield in the trade to you last year. It was when I sold you JT and bought Trevor Lawrence and I included Baker Mayfield and Papa was like, "Why is Baker in there?" I was like, "Ah, oh, she loves Baker." And then look <laughs> at Baker now. He's worth like six times what he was valued in that trade. The noble touch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, he may or may not be their quarterback next year. But if he's not their quarterback next year, he's one of the better ones who would be available if he's not the starter. As long as he doesn't have, like, the first-round pick, Caleb Williams or something, behind him, we're just waiting to take his job halfway through the season or th- three games into the season. Baker Mayfield could be what he is this year again, which is worth more than, like, the last six quarterbacks who were taken, other than maybe, like, Hal. Allen at the moon. I like Baker. I Not necessarily. Necessarily, I always like a good underdog. So that's not <laughs> usually what you want on your fantasy team. I'm just saying that. I'm not saying go after all the underdogs. I'm just saying emotionally, I love the underdogs. And I originally loved Baker because he played for like the worst team in Cleveland. <laughs> and I was like, bless their hearts. Even their own Cleveland people are like disgusted by them. Somebody has to love them. So I like loving the unlovable. Mm. Well, he's, he's barely lovable lovable now so we'll see where he's at next year all right well i like it i like it i like it better than car 
Yeah. Back to me. And I went with Mr. Rashid Shahid. And contrary to popular belief, I picked him for more than just his name because I do love his name. Rashid Shahid. I absolutely love Mm -hmm. saying his name. Mm -hmm. So he's been battling a whole lot of injury. But prior to battling that injury, he was surprising to me that he had some real relevance. Uh, Speaking of Mr. Carr, Mr. Carr was liking him some Rashid Shahid. I think he liked his name too. You know, he's a guy that's sitting there and I'm like, you know what? Once he gets healthy again, I think he's going to get out there and he's going to be a good maybe flex guy or bi-week fill-in or maybe he's even going to rise in relevance. Yep, he's just above that where he's going to be just like boom or bust and you don't know whether to play him. He's got a little bit more volume than that to where he's kind of got a little bit of a floor instead of just being boom bust. He's kind of like boom. Not so bad is his range. And he's been real sneaky in kick return, punt return, guard leagues because he gives you that bonus as well. And when he hits, it's the big play which he catches one 50-yard pass for a touchdown and he scores over 10 and he's worth playing in your roster. And he's been that guy. Yeah, I like it. Michael Thomas obviously isn't getting any younger. They could draft somebody else. Chris Olave is clearly the truth and probably the best deep threat there. But, uh, sure. No problem. Rashid Shahid. And he's got a great name. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dumpster fire teams, mm-hmm. North Carolina, <laughs> throw it all away. The starting with the owner, it all needs to go in the trash. Start over, start from scratch. So gross. It's so gross. My poor friends here yeah. in North Carolina. It's so sad. It really is. All right, no more suspense. I picked uh, Juba Hubbard. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you pick. Who has been getting like over twenty touches in a week, and he's got Miles Sanders on the team now. Like last week, they tried to force Miles Sanders into the end zone, and he, he didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> poor Miles. I really wanted to see him excel. I thought that was going to yeah. be a really good role for him, but eh, yeah. not so much. I don't know whether Sanders is so bad or Hubbard is so good, or maybe Hubbard's just okay and Sanders is bad. So I'm worried about Hubbard being replaced by someone who's better than just okay next year. I'm not sure he's, like, really good, even though he's had some good weeks. I don't weeks, think so. that Carolina knows how to do that. I wouldn't worry about that. They seem to mm-hmm. get rid of anybody with talent and they bring mm-hmm. on old balls and okay players. Oh, it's Dickney. <laughs> What's up, Dickney? I'm not Dickney and I don't appreciate you putting that in the pod last week. Oh, whatever you loved whatever it. Whatever you loved it. Yeah, she can't hear you because you're in my ears. He said, whatever you well, whatever you loved it. Now it's Nippleney. Now I'm going to have two Nippleney. <laughs> <laughs> she actually went from Dickney to Nippleney. So she just had that arthroscopic surgery. So she's mm. got on either side, she's got little, little holes. I go, oh, great. Now you got nipples on your name. She's like, oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> like, you're just going through all the no-no squares. <laughs> no, no. No-no squares. All right, get out of here. All right, ta-ta or titty. No, no, don't put that in there. Nick. Titty. Nick. This is a family program, Nick. This is most certainly not a family program. 
basically my thoughts on Hubbard is, I already said it, just throw that whole team away. <laughs> I mean, Carolina is just a, a dumpster fire right now. But They got the short end of the stick with Bryce Young. Oof, yeah, the real short. <laughs> Hubbard is one of those guys that you took in the late, 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 late rounds as a, I don't know what this guy's going to do. And you know what? You're sitting right now really happy. So you won on, on Chuba Hubbard. It doesn't matter. He's getting the touches. He's the go-to. The team is terrible. But in fantasy, you don't have to care if the team wins. You just have to get the guy who's getting the touches. And Chuba's getting that right now. So, yes, this is another value pick here if he continues on that path. So and rolling, isn't replaced. And he, if he, yeah, hopefully he's not replaced and you keep getting those touches. Rolling with the running back theme, I actually went Jalen Warren here, who's been another surprise. So uh, Najee Harris is the RB1. Poor Najee. I feel like we're always dogging on Najee. I don't know. Whatever, Najee. They seem to be splitting time. Who gets the touchdown it remains to be seen week to week. Warren has cooled off a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but I'll tell you, I had Warren in one of my leagues, and I think I picked him up for some kind of a trade for like $5 in fab. It was something crazy, and I, I'm, I look back now, and I was like, well, that was the deal of a century. Because I plugged him in, I needed a running back, and I've been using him, and he was pretty relevant for a while. A little bit cooled off, but I'm okay with him where I'm taking him here. I think that's a, a solid pick, or whatever number we're on. You can do the math. I'm not sure if he's a rebuild target or a win-now target, because it hasn't been very good the last three weeks. They fired Canada, and now Warren isn't any good anymore. I think Warren is actually good, but it just depends on the usage. Najee is definitely going to be there next year. It's not like there's a clear path to where he's the top dog. He's getting more usage than a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys' down weeks are lower than what Warren's putting up. It's just he's not having any weeks over 10 in the last three weeks, though it was good yeah. until Canada got fired. So how will it be next year? It could be a tandem where you like Warren. I don't know. I don't know what to think about him. I think this is his value right now where you took him. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know how I see a scenario where he like shoots up from here. Like if things play out how I'd imagine they play out, he's worth this spot exactly with not much chance to be worth a ton more. How old is he? Not very. 25. Yeah, same as Najee. All right, next up. Much younger, currently 22, Tajay Spears is the backup to Henry, who I picked two rounds ago <laughs> as I hedge my bet. <laughs> <gasps> well, not a bad pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, in all seriousness, like I said, Henry's going to be a free agent, so it could be Tajay Spears next year. He could be next year's Hubbard, where the guy they took this year who played kind of like a complimentary role ends up being the main guy next year. And even in a complimentary role, Spears has been doing decent. I really like him, even though he's operating without an ACL out there. Did you know that? I did know that. I forgot it was mm-hmm. him specifically, but I did know mm-hmm. that there was a rookie who had no ACL. That scares me. It's scary, but man, he looks good. So it's just until he gets hurt and he's not hurt. So hurrah. It's crazy to me that he is doing this because the ACL protects that side to side motion. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's a ticking time bomb. That's the that's the idea. And that's what hurt his 
draft stock and everything. So, but if not, which it hasn't been, he's been able to play most of an NFL season and it hasn't been a problem. Maybe he continues. Maybe he gets a Kobe ligament or something. I don't know. I was just going to say, get the guy an ALL. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Sew yeah, it in. Yeah. <laughs> facts. Henry comes back. Spears is still valuable next year. Henry leaves. Spears could be the main guy. They bring somebody else. Spears could be a good compliment. He's already proved to be so this year at 22. I, I don't know necessarily that I'm ever going to love him like an RB1 unless he's healthy next year. They don't bring anybody there and he just gets an abundance of carries and still stays healthy. Seems like he's destined to be like a complimentary role, but he's been valuable in that. So here at the end of the top 120, especially if I'm going zero RB, this would be one of the guys I might like here or higher next year. Yeah, a little bit of a wait and see, but could be a pleasant mm-hmm. surprise. Facts. So for my last pick of this mock draft, I went with the player who showed up and showed out last night, and that is Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. So I am ending my mock draft on age and experience. Man, D-Hop is just, he's good. He is old. He's 31. But he showed us last night in that game that he still got it. He can still play, and he can still show up and show out. I could not get out of this mock draft without Hopkins. He was definitely on my list. I almost took him prior to this moment, but I was like, Hopkins has to get picked. Like, I cannot get out of this without him getting picked. Yep. He'll end next year at 32 and a half. What are the chances of him coming back for 2025? I don't know. Mm, I don't know either, but I tell you what, he looked spry last night. Yeah, he did. He looked amazing. He he still looks good. Yeah. So, and he's not like, I got to be fast and a burner. And as I get older, I slow down. And now I'm not good at the one thing I was good at. He's clearly better at all the other things, basically other than speed. And he's not even necessarily slow yet. Yeah, it looks good. And especially with uh, Will Levis starting to pop off a little bit now, probably underdrafted in this draft for us. Hopkins, one more year. Give me one more year of a wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver one. And then I don't really know. I think if you take Hopkins, he's going to die on your team, but it could be good while he's doing so. Yeah. I mean, what an awesome like flex position play where you're probably going to get Hopkins out of value just because everybody knows his age and they're all thinking that. So he could potentially fall. And if you've got him and he's still looking as good as he does right now, he's a plug and play all day long on at least in your flex. I mean, you can play him in your wide receiver, but if that's your value flex position player, you're definitely winning on that pick. In several spots at the trade deadline, I bought Cooper Cup. I bought DeAndre Hopkins and I bought Henry and I didn't pay him what I would feel is a big price for them just because now I only have to make a gamble that they survive just over a month. I need them five weeks to stay alive five more weeks and they're healthy right now. Did look at this last week, Henry and Hopkins, week winners on Monday Night Football. So I don't hate it. I actually kind of like it because you're picking darts who may never even end up making your lineup or one more year of Hopkins, is, which has been pretty good. And speaking of one more year, Aaron Rodgers, the oldest player we've selected in the entire 120. <laughs> so we're really ending on age here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old enough to be probably many of our listeners' dad. Probably has some herbal remedy that he rubs on his ankle and his Achilles grows back. He either wasn't hurt or wasn't hurt that badly or has some kind of medis- medical way of coming back faster 
procrastinating person ever, or it's all media and hype and he is never coming back to begin with. That's for this season. We're looking forward to next year. And if he's a starter for one more year next year, he's probably going to be a QB2, maybe a high-end QB2. And you can pick him as pick 120 in the draft and get a high-end QB2 with one of your last picks. Sure. Aaron Rodgers, he's the last one before. Who knows what's going to happen at quarterbacks? Now, obviously, there's going to be some rookies that are going to be ahead of this. If you're saying, I'm going to pick a quarterback, but it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers, then you're picking like Desmond Ritter, who probably doesn't have a job next year. Aiden O'Connell, probably not a starter next year. Mac Jones, not even currently a starter. Ryan Tannehill, free agent. He could end up being a starter. Yeah, then you're down into like Minshew's and Zach Wilson's of the world. So it gets really gross really fast. He's the last one to probably be a starter next year. So here, perfectly fine taking a risk with the pick at 120, picking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you think we're going to see his debut. What were they saying on like New Year's or Christmas Eve or something? He was saying he was going to possibly, that was the rumor, he was going to make his debut back. Mm -hmm. Anything to keep the fans interested, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, that would be I don't think he should. A remarkable recovery, but why? Why even risk it at this Mm. point? If he's not playing next year, I guess, but if he's playing next year, there's no reason, in my opinion. I like it. So this rounds out our mock draft in its entirety. If you're tuning in for the first time, definitely go back and listen to the entire mock draft. Not only is it informative, but it's highly entertaining. We will always make you laugh. I might even sing for you. We think we're hilarious, at least. (laughs) We crack ourselves up. What are you talking about? (laughs) So thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to all of our fans and everybody who follows us. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. We do our best to get them out to you and give you as much information as we can. I learned everything from people like Nick, mostly Nick. great minds in the fantasy world. Nick is definitely one of them. I'm learning. I'm the little Padawan. He's the Jedi. But I'm I'm getting up there. I'm doing good. I'm starting to spread my wings. And uh, so anyway, we hope that we bring you actionable information week after week after week. And we so appreciate your support to this podcast. We hope you enjoy and we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true. All year long. Thank you, Noble, for being part. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. And a happy new year. <laughs> <laughs>